Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hey, we're in the middle of this series called Up Week 3. We're looking at the Psalms 120 through to 134, I think it is. And these are what are called in the Bible songs. They are songs or psalms of ascent. And they mean going up, stepping up. And today we're looking at Psalm 123. That's easy to remember. So I'm going to read that first from the ESV. This is Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we've had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease of the contempt of the proud. Psalm of Ascent, the longest book in the Bible is a book of singing. Gives you a clue that it's important to God. And this psalm is one of ascent, as I say, which means to go on up. A few years ago, pre-COVID, I was a member of a gym in the olden days. And one of my favorite exercise machines was the step machine. And if you ever been on that, it just it really gets your heart going. It's apparently good for all kinds of muscles. And you're just stepping, 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 stepping on up. But the problem is, you're not actually getting anywhere. It's doing you good, but you're not getting any higher. It feels like you are psychologically, but it's just this rotating steps or stairs. These psalms are not meant to frustrate us that we don't feel like we're getting anywhere. These psalms are to help us move on up. As was said at the beginning, and I think Sarah mentioned it last week, these psalms were sung as the people went up to worship. As they went up to Jerusalem, these were the psalms that they sang as they went for the feast days, whether it was Passover or Pentecost or the Feast of Tabernacles. They'd go as families or sometimes just the men and they would sing these psalms. Jerusalem was located geographically about 2,800 feet above sea level or is. So for most of Israel, geographically, it was always up to Jerusalem, geographically. But it wasn't just up geographically. Even if you lived in a place that was higher than Jerusalem, you still went up to Jerusalem because this was the pinnacle of the year. This was the pinnacle of worship. This was the high point. This was the high place. You were going up to Jerusalem even if you lived higher because you're coming to worship the most high God. So it was spiritual as well as geographical. And of course, one of the key days that I've already mentioned when they all went up to worship was the day of Passover and they celebrated. And I looked up in the New Testament when Jesus went up for the Passover with his mom and dad. Some of you will know the story. This is the time when Jesus stayed behind and he got lost from the, his parents. He was never lost, by the way. He knew exactly where he was, but the par- his parents panicked. Where is he? And this is what it says in Luke 2, verse 41 and 42. It says, every year his parents went up to Jerusalem, the 
parents of Jesus, for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. And that word custom really struck me when I read that. And I looked it up in the King James Version Bible Dictionary. And it, it defines custom as this, a frequent or common use or practice, a frequent repetition of the same act, established manner, habitual practice. And I'm nowhere can I find in the scripture, in the scriptures, the customs are in and of themselves good or bad. It's what you couple with the custom that makes it good or bad. And so you see, often God doesn't accept worship, but it's because they haven't coupled with worship justice and righteousness. Often you see God telling people off, if I can say it in that way, because what they're engaging in is a dead work because they haven't engaged faith in it. But if you engage faith and justice and righteousness with some of your customs, guess what? They're pleasing to God. And not only that, they're good for you. There are some customs, if we'll apply faith to it, it will fuel and it will fire our faith. And as I read it, I thought, you know, I think there are some customs that we must be very careful to hold on to. Not as a dead act, but as an act of faith that fuels us and invigorates us so as they're done for great benefit. What about the custom, Sarah spoke about this last week, of going to the house of the Lord to worship. It can be a total dead act unless you apply faith. What about the custom of prayer? What about custom of prayer as family around the dinner table? I'm not saying you'll go to hell if you don't do this, but do remember where your food came from and to say thank you. What about the custom of Easter and Christmas? You know, sometimes we have people that come to church or to meet with the church only at Easter and Christmas. And you go some places and they tell you off, or you're only here twice a year. Don't tell anyone else, else off for coming just twice a year. Open your arms and say, you're welcome. Come again at Christmas. Come again at Easter. We are here every week if you want to come, but it's good to have you. Welcome. What a great custom. May that custom not die in our country, but may it live on. The people think of Christmas and Easter as something to do with God and Christianity. What about the custom of praying the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven. It's, if you don't do it with faith and meaning, it's dead. But if you apply faith to that wonderful prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, guys, online, anyone in the room, it's sublime. Our, our Father who art in heaven, it, it, it ignites your faith. What about the custom? We've done it today. Of taking communion if you apply faith to that bread and wine it will give you sustenance for your life and for your journey on up throughout life because we're meant to do this until Jesus returns what a great custom what about the custom of go on you fill in the blank we all create our own customs don't we family meal times Different events through the year, holiday that you might go on, different chairs that you know certain people sit in. That's granddad's chair. It's a custom. It hasn't got a label on it. It's something we do together that reminds us of who we are. Some of you 
have lost your customs. COVID affected your customs. Can I say, on the eve of some changes that are gonna to happen tomorrow, it's time to regain your customs. Time to bring them in. Jesus had the custom of going up to Jerusalem in order to worship. It doesn't create your salvation, you're saved by faith in Jesus. But we're meant to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It won't give you any brownie points in heaven, but it will cause your faith to grow and for you to move on up, which is the whole point of this in your spiritual journey with God. Come on up. Use your customs. What I found amazing as I read this psalm was that Jesus would have sung this with his family as he went up to Jerusalem. These are the words of the song that Jesus sang. We sing some great songs, don't we? Come on, if you're online, put an amen in your chat. If you're in the room, you're allowed to say amen through your mask. We sing some great songs. And some songs that you've sung, if you've been around a while, they resonate deep within you and you remember from that song a moment where you met God. You can maybe remember where you were when you sang that song. I can remember the songs that we had at our wedding. And when I hear them again, we sang an old one. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. Anyone remember that one? To worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice. We sang that at our wedding. It stirs something of a memory in me. There's certain songs that I can remember that our children used to sing when they were younger. We're going to the one event, 40th anniversary. I'd encourage you to book in for that just one day in, in August. And, I, and they're having Ishmael there. Some of you haven't got a clue who Ishmael is. He's, he's a Bible character, I know, but he was also a children's pastor who used to write a lot of songs. My favorite song, I can still play it on the guitar. In fact, I was tempted today to bring out my guitar and start playing it for you. It's an E minor, and it goes like this. Father God, I wonder how I managed to exist without the knowledge of your parenthood and your loving care. Oh, thank you. I, I, I purposely paused for an applause, you may have noticed. I remember our children singing that gathered around a piano and seeing their faces as they understood God is my father ignited something within them one of my all-time favorite songs that was very popular just after we moved to Cambridge and I used to lead worship playing this one with capo on the first fret and then in the well it was in a sharp so it was too hard to play without a capo my Jesus my Savior shout to the Lord all the earth let us sing Remember that one? Power and majesty, praise to the king. It's a great song. I do want that song at my funeral. We haven't planned the date. But I'm telling you, that's one song I want at my funeral. It's got a special... Now, let me be very clear. I get warm, fuzzy feelings about that song, which is nothing to do with the anointing. It's pure nostalgia, but I love nostalgia. And it really makes me feel good. So there's nothing wrong with it as long as you don't stay there. Just have a little bit of experience of it and then move on. Every generation needs to find the songs. Now I've got a list of songs I can't go through them. I, I used to play when I first came here to Cambridge and I led worship. The favorite song I used to play was called the Happy Song in the key of G. 
And one line just went, because we're so happy. The church hated it. When, we, when I introduced it, I remember hearing a, a corporate groan go up, but I didn't care because I loved it. And I had the microphone and I had the guitar. The happy song. There's certain songs we remember. But none of them were the songs that Jesus sang. None of them. This, Psalm 123, is a song that came from the very lips of Jesus. He sang these words. Which makes me ask the question, especially on the eve of the day when things are going to change, we can sing again. And guys, we should rejoice that we can sing again. It's part of our faith. It's part of our corporality. It's part of our expression of worship. It's built into the very fabric of creation. Creation sings. And so do we. And on the eve when things are going to change and we're going to be able to sing again, I started to ask myself, what's most important? Is it the lyrics? Or is it the tune, the melody? We could discuss that in groups, but I'm going to just go with this for today. I think it's the lyrics. Because the tune, the melody, it will stir your emotion. And by the way, we need our emotion stirring because we're emotional beings. So music can really help to create the atmosphere, can't it? If you ever watch Jaws, I know that's an old movie, but the, dun, 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 dun. You know, the music, it just, just, I know you recognize it from that. It's just... You, the, it's tense or you can have like the happy song creates atmosphere so it's good for our souls to be stirred but our theology is more formed and our theology just means the study of God and the most important thing about us was, as someone once said many years ago is our understanding of God and the lyrics of a song help to shape your understanding of God and your understanding of God is the most important thing about you it will affect how you live. It will affect how you give. It will affect how you serve. It will affect how you raise your children. Your view of God shapes everything. That's theology. And I would love to think that when I preach, you all go out of here speaking the words that Steve has just said. So you're just repeating them to one another. Steve said, but you won't. You'll be singing the song that was last sung, if it's a good one. And it is. So you'll be repeating that, and those words, more than my preaching, will stick in your head. Hello? So they'll be forming your view of God. So lyrics are really important. And every generation, yes, needs to find the lyrics and the, the song, the melody that works for them. But the lyrics can build your, your faith. Martin Luther said this. This is Martin Luther, not me. Next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. It controls our hearts, minds, and spirits. A person who does not regard music as a marvelous creation of God does not deserve to be called a human being. <clears throat> Martin Luther, not me. He should be permitted to hear nothing but the braying of asses and the grunting of hogs. Woo! We've got Martin Luther next week. He's a dead theologian from many years ago. Okay, so if you think, Martin Luther, is he part of Batman or something? No, it's a different Luther. Luther, about right, yeah. 
The songs form our theology. I wondered, wonder what the tune was like of Psalm 123. So I asked the Lord, tell me the tune, give it to me so as I can sing it to the church as a direct revelation of the, what it sounded like. And all I got from the Lord was, it wasn't country and western. That's all I got. I know nothing else of the tune. You don't get that, Jackie. You're looking at me as if, uh, what's he on about? It's, it wasn't country and western. We don't know what it was like, but we do have the lyrics. So maybe, and this is what I loved, and mind you, I'm really showing my age now. I still love it now, songs today. In the 70s, there was a whole move of scripture in song. Some of the songs that we sing now are direct quotes or lines from. It's a good thing to, to sing the word of God. Find songs. Guys, find songs that sing the word of God. Because it will form your view of God. And our God is great and our God is marvelous. And one song will never do enough. That's why we have to continually be singing a new song. Don't say to me, oh, we need to bring the old songs back. No, no, the Bible says, let's sing a new song. Why? Because there's a continuous revelation of what our God is like and who he is. And you need to find that for yourself. And you can't piggyback on the, on the past generations. Don't throw the past generation songs away. I sing them as well. We sang at our wedding, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling. That's a good song too. Let it form your thinking about God. They're called Psalms of Ascent, like I said, because they bring us up. They're part of the journey. See how it starts? I lift up my eyes. Where to? To the heavens. Why? Because the one who is seated on the throne is in the heavens. The New Testament tells us this about Jesus. Christ Jesus, this is Romans 8:34. Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God and who is indeed interceding for us. See, when Jesus became a man, he didn't cease to be God. And when he ascended into the heavens, guess what? He didn't cease to be a man. I want you to get hold of that. Jesus, the one who has ascended, so where are we to lift our eyes? Where are we to sing to? We're to sing to him, the one who is seated on the throne. But the one who's seated on the throne, yes, he's God, but he's also the Jesus who walked on this earth, and he is a man. And you should rejoice in that. Because if there isn't a man who's paved a way into the heavenlies for us, we can't go there. But he has. He's gone there. He's moved ahead. It means that someone like us has secured a way for us to go there. And the fact that there's a God-man on the throne has incredible ramifications for us. A famous theologian said this, a man called Karl Barth. He said this, the Son of God maintains our humanity to all eternity. It is a clothing which he does not put off. It is his temple which he does not leave. It is the form which he does not lose. Listen to this. The dust of earth now sits on the throne of heaven. Oh, shabba The dust of earth now sits on the throne of heaven. This week, guys, as a family, those of us that could be there, we went to spread my mum and dad's ashes. 
we've waited. And my dad died 10 years ago. My mum died just over a year ago. We wanted to spread them in a beauty spot where she and he loved. And we took their ashes. We dug our hand into the ashes. And we lifted it out. We threw it into the air and the wind caught it. Must have the chagrin of the guy further down the beach. And the wind took the dust. And then there was a lot more left and we threw it and you saw it fall in this little river that was, or rivulet that was going out to the sea. And I was reminded, as I said the words, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection. My mum and dad ended up as dust in this life. But what is sown corruptible will be raised incorruptible. Can I say it in this way? Some of us, me included, some of you online, you included in the room, we're really too attached to this earth. This earth is not our home. This is a temporary residence. We are passing through. Jesus said this, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Come on, release your grip on planet Earth. I'm not saying die, that'll come at the right moment. I'm saying live for something more eternal. Are you hearing me? This world is not our final destination. We are moving on up. This is a psalm of moving up. We're moving up to the presence of God in the fullest way we can ever imagine. Whatever you focus on ultimately determines the direction of your life. You ever watch children sometimes when they're looking around and they're not looking where they're going? Guess what? They have an accident. Too busy chatting, they walk, talking. It's not just children, of course. We all do it. You end up going in the direction you're looking. This is where you need to look. Look up. Look to the one who's seated on the throne. Oh, there's all the pride and all the arrogance of the people around us, the psalm says. God, have mercy on us. Keep looking up and look up with this total dependence on God listen to how it says it in the message paraphrase I look to you heaven dwelling God look to you for help like servants alert to their master's commands like a maiden attending her lady we're watching and we're waiting we're holding our breath and we're crying out for mercy you know what? All the dials that matter in life, God controls. All the things that are really important, God's behind them. The breath that you breathe, it's from God. Did you know that? Make sure you use it to praise him. Sing, not today, but from tomorrow when we gather. I'm sure you've all been singing at home and in the car anyway, but when we meet together, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The money that we have, it's from God. 
He gave you the ability to produce wealth. That's why we give away the first 10%, because we're acknowledging it's not mine. It's yours. Years ago, a guy said to me in this church, we, we just bought a new car. And he said to me, we're obviously paying you too much. And I turned to him and said, I didn't know you were paying me at all. It doesn't come from you. It comes from him. Same with you. You thought AstraZeneca paid your wage. It's all from the Lord. You thought the NHS, God bless the NHS. You thought it was through, the, through that. It's all from the Lord. Hold it lightly. Please. This world is not our home. It's to be used for the glory of God. Food on your table. Food's wonderful, isn't it? Oh, I like it way too much. It's a gift from God. He sends the rain and the harvest. Oh, yeah, we've messed a few things up, by the way. Because we get this all out of kilter. We thought it was ours to do what we like with. It never was, never is. It's ours to steward for His glory. As I read through these Psalms, I discovered this in, in my studies. They're in triplets. They come together. You really should read them all together. Because Psalm 120 that we started with starts with trouble. Psalm 121 is about trust. Psalm 122 is about triumph, getting to the house of the Lord. You've moved on up. And then you get to Psalm 123 again, where I am today. Guess what? It's blooming trouble again. It's trouble, trust, triumph. Trouble, trust, triumph. Can't we just keep on going triumph, 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 triumph? Guys, I just want to say to you online in the room, life isn't like that. It's trouble, trust, triumph. But every step, it's not like that step machine. You are moving on up. You're further, and when trouble comes again, remember the past. You trusted, you triumphed. So you can rely on God again. Keep your eyes up. Lift up your head. He's the glory and the lifter of you. He's telling you, lift it up. And I want to say to you as I, I close, fix a stir. Fix a stir on God. On the one who is enthroned in the heavens. You say, I'm going through trouble. It's all right. You say, I'm in triumph. He's still higher than your triumph. Keep on looking up trust him let's bow our heads if you're online bow your head with us in a moment the musicians have prepared a song to sing over us we use the word ministry in other words this is going to build you up this is going to help you in your spirit to lift you up it's about fixing our eyes on Jesus looking to the Lord who's higher than I before they sing that I want to suggest to you in the middle of that song, if you're going through trouble right now, use this song to lift up your head. It helps sometimes to lift up your hands as well with it. You can't sing, they're going to sing over us. But use this song to acknowledge, I trust you. I believe you are enthroned. You conquered even over death. I trust you. I trust you. But for some of you, either in the room here or online, you've never trusted Jesus in the first place. You've always thought, well, I'm in control. It's my money. It's my life. It's my future. 
It's not. You're His child. He made you, even in your mother's womb, He knew you. Your life is meant to be lived in relationship with Him. I'm going to pray a prayer. We're going to pray it out loud in the room. And if you're online, you can pray it out loud as well. And at the end, when I say amen, if you prayed it for the first time, or a recommitment, maybe today you're recommitting and saying, I'm going to make you central, Jesus. You can use this prayer too. If you're online, you can just write, yes, I prayed that prayer after we prayed it. Yes, big, high, bold letters, exclamation mark. Use as many as you like. Yes, yes, yes. I said yes to Jesus. If you're in the room, you can lift your hand up high and said, yeah, I said yes to Jesus today. Pray this prayer with me. All say it through our masks. Lord Jesus, I trust you. I give you my life. Forgive me for thinking I was in control. I want to put you in control. Thank you for forgiving me, for hearing my prayer. I trust you. Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. Still with the heads bowed, eyes closed. Anyone in the room, quickly just raise your hand and say, yeah, I prayed that. Online, right, yes, yes, yes. Anyone, raise your hand so we can see, give you a gift and celebrate with you. Anybody here, don't be embarrassed by the people around you. I'll give you three more seconds to do that. One. Thank you, sir. Great decision. Two. Anybody else? Online saying yes right now. Ask count. Anyone else? Raise your hand high. Say yes to Jesus. Three. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give our God a round of applause. Everyone on the line, keep in touch with us. Enjoy this song as it's ministered to you. If you're in the room, why don't you stand where you are? Lift up your hands and listen to the musicians as they minister to us. Our eyes are on him. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.